Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show podcast. On today's episode, we have another very special guest, and that is because Simba is joining us here on the show. My friend, how are you? My G, man, thanks for having me, bro. How are you doing? I'm great. Of course, man. We were just talking right before this came on. You just performed at the Drew League. What yeah. was that experience like? Man, it was dope, bro. Um, you know, as we was just talking, it just shows, you know, how great people could still be outside the NBA. Like, we get so caught up in the NBA and watching the NBA every day and NCAA, but it's like, man, there's still some people that might be good enough to go to the NBA in some of these leagues. And just being able to see that, I seen a guy, like, do, like, a 360 between the leg dunk. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, it was it was crazy. Some of those guys talented as shit, bro. It was, it was dope. Man, it is crazy. Uh, and, you know, like we were talking about before as well, just the amount of guys that, you know, are in college, even getting to that level is near yep. impossible, let alone the 60 guys who get drafted out of what you, you were telling me. It's, it's 4,500 4, college basketball players, only 60 of them get picked yearly. So that's like a very, very low percentage. And then like you were saying, that's not even counting the international guys and different things, guys coming out of high school. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's insane. It's, it's crazy. Almost, it's got to be the most difficult league to make it pro. I can't. Definitely. 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 Because you got to think court. like, yeah, like football has 52 players. You know, baseball has a longer roster. Basketball is between 12 to 15 players you know what i mean so it's totally it's 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 it's, it's a very low percentage of making it to the nba and the thing about those other sports too is they require so much equipment so the entry point is so much more expensive and difficult basketball is barely anything i mean the only sport exactly the only sport that requires less is track (laughs) yeah 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 swim swimming (laughs) Yeah, you need you need a pool for that though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, it's it's pretty insane. The performance was fun though. Yeah, no, it was real fun, bro. I had a great time out there. Shout out to uh, Baron Davis, Ron Artest, Demar Derozan, Montrez Harrell. Like they all showed me love out there, man. It was pretty. It was dope. Those guys are all involved. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah got some real hoopers in that league. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, they, well, Baron and Ron was coaching. Uh, DeMar DeRozan was really hanging out, and uh, Montrez Harrell was out there balling. He was, I think he dropped about 30 or something like that. He was, he was just out there balling. <laughs> it's funny. I, I wonder what the NBA teams think about that. <laughs> seeing, that like was, Trey, yeah. seeing like their franchise player. I saw like Trey Young was playing in Miami, just like dropping 40. You know, Montrez yeah. is out here getting signed to like huge contracts and then going out there <laughs> the Drew league yeah <laughs> i love it man yeah I'll, no so i was i was listening to your music all this morning on my run okay and i wanted to ask you a few questions about that how did, big homie how did the collaboration with two chains come about because he's an all-time great yeah uh you know how how did that come to be well, Chains is actually like my big homie, you know, like uh, <laughs> I, I met him. Um, I met Chains on, what was it, 2018? I think it was, yeah, 2018, um, BT weekend. 
I had met him. He was in the studio. Um, and we just had met. And I didn't even really, you know, tell him I did music or anything yet. And then Dallas, who's my A&R over at Atlantic, shout out to Dallas. He ended up being in the studio with him one day and played him some music. He was like, man, this kid dope. Like, he dope. And then um, I ended up in a session with him, like, a few weeks later somehow. Like, I, don't, I he came to this, this other studio I was at that we ended up crossing paths again. So then we just started kind of chopping it up, which made it cool because sometimes when you, like, meeting artists in the industry, you don't never want to come across as thirsty. You rather, you want to you want to look hungry, but you don't want to look thirsty. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to just be like, oh, bro, can you get on this song? Listen to my music. Or, Ooh. So it's great when you keep crossing paths because you can kind of build the relationship out to walk him in and listen to your music. So, um, you know, that just kept leading into us being in studios and then me and one of his artists, Sleepy Rose, is uh, actually cool. Shout out to Sleep. And we was just doing music together. We did like three or four songs together, shot a video. And then, um, man, I had made the song, Big Homie. And I made it in um, December 2020. No, 2019. I made it in December 2019. And I'm listening to it and I'm telling Dallas, like, I think we need to get two chains on this. You know what I mean? Like, I, think I think we should send this to chains. So we sent it over to him and then like a couple of days go by and he sends a verse back through. And then when he sent it through, I was like, oh, it's on. He killed it. He gave me one of them legendary two chains verses where he barred off. And um, we actually got some more music on the way. We got some, uh, we got a, a real okay. classic. I think we topped big homie with this next one we got. Coming. Okay. It's a real, it's a lyrical standoff. Amazing. I love that. Well, yeah. congratulations on, on both of those. But no, thank wanna... you. Shout out to Two Chains, man. Shout out to the whole True Camp as well. 100%. Um, I wanted to ask you so, Space Jam. Yeah. I've seen the movie. Uh, yeah. You are in a song in the movie. How yeah. did that come about? And I know, you know, LeBron thinks very highly of you. Did this have anything to do with LeBron or did this have more to do with the production company? Did this have to do with you know chance and john legend who who did this have to do with so um the way it happened was i was actually at home one day and my production company called me star island right here so my chain shout out to shout out to donnie and chase but donnie had hit me he was like yo um oak my boy oak from Poppin' oak the producer um collaboration group He's like, Oak is working on his track for Space Jam. They're trying to put a hook together. He was wondering if you could come, you know, do some things. They had Chance over there rapping already, but they wanted somebody to kind of mix the hook up. So I'm like, no problem, send me the address. So I slide over there like 20, 30 minutes later, I go over there. Um, and I'm just listening to the song. And Chance's verse, Chance's verse wasn't complete yet. Um, he was just like, he was just going in. You could just tell like he was, he had like three or four different verses. It was all dope, but um, it wasn't like done yet. And then I was just listening to his verses. And I'm like, I'm playing off that. But then when it got to the hook, I started thinking like, like what could I say to sum up LeBron with in his relationship with Rich Paul and Maverick Carter and their whole clutch crew? You know, and I was just thinking of like, 
kids coming up from nothing and getting to the top of the world. So uh, John John Legend, before he was even on the song, Oak was actually singing a hook, pull the ground from under me. If you want to see me fly. And I'm like, look in the sky, I'm where the clouds at. The air up here is so clear, we clearly on top. Pull the ground from under me. If you want to see me fly, we built this thing from where the ground's at. It's our time to take flight, we clear for takeoff. So it was really just like a thing, just thinking about the whole clutch sports team and just like how they come from Akron, Ohio and Cleveland and all these different, this, this small town, you know what I mean? They affected all these different communities around the world. And that's what I was just thinking about. Put it on there, bro. And, you know, sometimes when you, you know, do these verses and do hooks, you just move on to the next one because you don't never want to get your hopes up. So then I start hearing things like, uh, yo, I think, you know, the song made it on the soundtrack. So I'm like, oh, dope. Then I'm hearing like, yeah, I think the song's in the movie. And I'm like, oh, dope, <laughs> dope. Then I'm hearing like, yeah, it's for sure in the movie. Uh, the production company wants to have a call with you. So I'm like, dope. So I end up jumping on a call um, with a few people that was working on the soundtrack and they were actually telling me that they needed a um, another song for the scene for when the teams come out or whatever. So they actually sent me over the movie and I was able to kind of watch it. But when I was watching it, it didn't have like the effects in it. It still had like LeBron on green screen doing <laughs> certain things. You yeah, know what I mean? Look the same, does it? Yeah, like it was, but it was still dope to see, you know what I mean? Yeah. How they put everything together. Totally. So um, I ended up, you know, coming up with another song and that one is in the movie as well. And um, it was it was just dope, bro. It was it was dope. It made the soundtrack. Two songs in the movie. Uh, I was also helped with the uh, Sweetie and Cash Doll song "Hoops" with Salt and Pepper. So it was it was a dope experience, man. I'm real blessed to have that opportunity. Did LeBron say anything to you when he heard those lines about Clutch and you know the squad and and everything there? No, we actually we didn't talk about that. But I seen him at the premiere, and we uh. He was just like, man, keep killing it. Like, you know, you're going crazy right now, loving what you're doing. He said he's rocking with me, um, bumping my music, of course, you know. So it was just just great to have that conversation with, you know, one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest player of all time, in my opinion. But um, it was it was great to have that moment, man, and to be in the movie theater with him and watch the movie and my voice kicking the movie off and, his highlight tape is me, my song, you know, so it's, it's, it's dope. That's so cool. So a question off of that, if you could yeah. be in another, if your music could be over another movie, historically speaking, were there any movies that you grew up watching, you know, that if they were to do a remake or something like that, you would, uh, you would want your music in as well? Definitely, bro. Um, I mean, with me, it's all about, you know, like great moments, you know, like like stuff that's gonna count. Like my son is gonna show his son Space Jam one day the way I showed him the Space Jam I watched, you know? 100%. So like, that's a moment for me. Um, So with anything like, you know, if there's ever a, uh, you know, the, 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 the Jay-Z biopic, the Rockefeller story, uh, you know, the- yeah. uh, 
the Dipset story, the Terror Squad story, the Violator story, just classic hip hop moments or classic moments of, even if it could have been something like, you know, uh, the Malcolm X movie or mm. Judas and the Black Messiah, just things that mean something to our culture, hip hop culture, black culture, and just, you know, historic shit with with whatever. Like um, one of my favorite movies growing up was Free Willy. So I love to have a song in Free Willy. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> that's dope. A, that's a good one. Um, yeah. I want to ask, what what's the best advice another artist has ever given you in your in your career? The best advice, man. Um, hmm. I would say in this business, like, don't get in your feelings. And don't take things personal because your personal feelings eventually leave. So you'll be like mad about something, like say like somebody didn't give you a feature, and then you just like, ah, fuck him. Like I'm right. gonna go ten times harder, and I'm gonna make, I'm gonna charge him double when I get hot and up. But it's like instead of looking at it like that, it's like you're not in that person's position yet to understand why he said no. So don't get in your feelings because once you're in that position, you might do the same thing to somebody else. You know what I mean? Because you had a lack of information on why that happened to you. So never take things personal um, and get in your feelings because an hour later they change and you don't feel the same and you just kind of over it. And then later down the line, you where you want to be. And then somebody's asking you for something, you might not be able to do it because it might not be good for your brand at the time you might be swamped with other things to do and you don't want to just look like you pouring your workout you know what I mean so never take things personal and get your feelings just, just stay working just keep at it and don't take no for an answer just find a way to get to the end that's fantastic advice I think that's definitely applicable to all industries too you know anybody can apply that to to yeah. their life uh now what would be the advice Not definitely what would be the advice you would give to somebody who's just getting started uh, in, let's say, the hip-hop game right yeah. now? Really, man? Um, honestly, like, before you decide if you want to be an artist, see if there's other avenues that you could be graded. Because, like, we just had the basketball conversation, right? Only 60 people get picked. But even with basketball, there's a blueprint on how to get there. You know, you got to work out every day, eat healthy, you know, work on your jumper, work on your left hand, all these different things. And you got to play AAU, play high school, play college to get to the NBA. In music, it's really no blueprint. It's no brochure. It's no guidance. So you kind of just mess up until you figure it out. You know what I mean? And usually, and, you know, when you're in the streets or other in industries, you know, usually when you mess up, it's, uh, you know, on the behalf of somebody else. But in music, it's, it's in entertainment, it's solely your fault because you might not have the information on where to go right with these things. So, um, you know, I would I would always say, like, bro, look at every option. There's A&Rs, there's uh, record executives, there's producers, there's songwriters, there's engineers there's all these different things because there's only about five to six people that make it in music a year that we actually hear about you know out of millions Crazy. and millions and millions of people we only really hear about five people and even those five people might catch a song or two and then it's kind of rough after that you know so 
unless you truly dedicated to being an artist and this is what you love to do, look in other avenues and look and see if there's other things you may want to do that's surrounded around music rather than just wanting to be in front of the camera because people in front of the camera change every year, but people behind it stay the same. It's true, man. That's some, that's some wisdom. You know, there, yeah. there really aren't. And I think this um, Drake getting that decade uh, artist of the decade award, put it in perspective for a lot of people too, because there really aren't that many people that are hot or even relevant for 10 years in hip and hip Cons is consistently. Right. Hip hop is so young too, in the grand scheme of music that, yeah. you know, there haven't even like, somebody could have lived somebody who is older now and is a fan of hip-hop lived before hip-hop existed you know in, in especially in the mainstream right Facts. so it's crazy to think you know about artists even lasting because none none have ever done it like yeah nobody drake is maybe close like you could say like guys like kanye and jay-z and you know but even jay like he doesn't make that much music anymore. He's on yeah, the, because he's, on the he's ventured off in other things. You know I what I mean? That. So hip hop was his starting point, but now he's a billionaire. You know, he's yeah, he's he's owning liquor companies and and, and production companies yeah, and all these different with, things. Yeah, partnered with Jack Dorsey with and Square now. Yeah, but it all started with hip hop. Hundred percent. Yeah, that. And, you know, I think uh, Rihanna just became a billionaire as well. Now, yeah. that's a little bit more pop, but there's some mixture there. She yeah. just, you know, became a billionaire through her, her brand. I think, you know, hip hop as, and, and music in general has become this catapult for, the, for those five people that you're talking about. It's yeah. like the five people, out of those five people, do you think one makes it, two make it as in, as in terms of, Five years later, how many of yeah. those original five do you think last? Shit, probably about two. Two. So then two, out of those two, two, people, two to three. So like think say. about think about all the people that came in like with Drake, Cole, and Kendrick. I can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we really only really talk about Drake, Cole, and Kendrick. I mean, people are still around. Right. And they're able to make songs and perform and do things but as far as still being hot consistently and running the game and having your foot on the post I mean your finger on the post of the industry and your foot on the neck of it it's Drake Cole and Kendrick right and but before that it was Jay-Z Kanye watch the throne <laughs> you know like yeah like before that it was 50 cent he had a good run and it was, you know, so it's like, it's, it's tough. It's tough, bro. But then those people who are those that you just listed, then music, it does act as that catapult, like Kanye becoming a billionaire through Yeezy, Rihanna exactly. doing it through Fenty, um, Jay doing it through like 40 different deals. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I think it has been interesting because in the past, in other genres right that was never the case like frank sinatra didn't become a billionaire through exactly. you know music allowing him to diversify a, a portfolio i think exactly. this is all new and i think hip-hop too has created that because I, I never even heard it 
in pop, right? Well, not even just hip hop. It's technology has created. Hundred percent. You know, so, so now the access we have to things, it allows us to get to things so so much faster, get through things faster. We can consume things faster, and it's it's just a lot easier. Versus, you know, someone dropping an album, you gotta go get your car, put gas in the car, go to the record store, wait in line, pay, take it out the plastic, read the the, the credits in there, put it in your CD thing, drive home. That was a whole experience. Now, when someone just drops an album. You pull your phone out and it's right there to be able to listen to so we all could get it right on demand. But I think the reason why hip hop is at the forefront of it is because we provide the cool, you right. know, and with, and with anything you need the cool factor to make people want to be interested in it. So anytime people need that cool element or that, you know, the culture kind of to be involved with their music, they're going to run to a hip hop artist and get a hip hop feature or hip hop producer, or they might throw some Yeezys on or whatever it may be. We provide the cool. 100% man. And, you know, hip hop run, you know, has such an impact on sports and half the people in the world are sports fans, um, not higher. So it's like four four to 5 billion people are sports fans. And And every one of those athletes wishes that they were a rapper in a past yep. of your life and you every know? rapper so, wishes they were an athlete exactly <laughs> you know so it's it's just crazy like no no athlete wishes they were a pop star <laughs> no no <yeah. laughs> so i think no, that's yeah. why you know and it's true too in professional sports where and there were some anomalies back in the day of athletes who were able to take their career and their career earnings and turn it into something much bigger but far fewer than now like you said because of those access points because of the information because of the fact that every entrepreneur also wishes that they were an athlete growing up every venture capitalist you know wants to be involved with these teams um yeah now you know the because of social and digital and everything like that there are so many more avenues for both artists and athletes to yep. monetize their brand apart that's, from, that's what apart from the league, right? Even with like a Dame Lillard right now, you know, that's like shit to me, the, the best basketball player that's made the transition into music. A lot of times we've seen it and, it, you know, it kind of come across as corny or, the guy raps like a basketball player, but but Dame actually raps like a rapper. Like, like you could tell if he wasn't in the NBA, he would have made it as a rapper. You think you know so? What I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Listen to his music. His music stands for itself. Good. You know what I mean? He's really good. So imagine if he had year round to sit there and rap. Like we're talking about a top, in my opinion, top three point guard in the NBA today. Is I don't think there's four point guards better than Damian Lillard. You know, in my opinion, in my opinion, you got Kyrie, you got Steph. Yeah, Russell Westbrook, you know, there. I love Russ, but I don't think Russ is Dame Lillard. I love Russ though. You know, I, like Russ I mean, is a great, tra- I'm a Knicks a fan. I'd rather have guard. Dame too. Yeah, but it's like as a point guard, just a shooter. A, a score, someone that could facilitate the floor, make great decisions, see the floor, crunch time, knock those free throws down, get everybody involved. 
he's one of the best and and he's a great fucking rapper at that as well so you know if he wasn't being the best in basketball he could and he had time to be the best in rap i'm sure he could be so what do you think that do you think it's just natural talent or is there did he create some sort of an athlete blueprint for people who want to try to get into hip-hop i think the thing is uh with anything whether it's basketball or uh, music whatever it may be i think what separates like people that's okay at it and people that's good at it is work ethic but i think what separates people that's good at it and great at it is attention to detail now, I think when you pay attention to detail, you're able to notice the small things that make you great, you know, and make you appear to be great and everything so people can perceive you that way. And I think Dame is somebody that pays attention to details. And he was able to study certain rap cadences and flows and beats and patterns and songwriting and song structure to where he didn't sound like an outdated basketball player that's just jumping in music because I'm rich and I could do it. He actually approaches it as an artist. You know what I mean? I think that comes from attention to detail of whoever his favorite artist may be. I'm pretty sure, you know, you ask him who some of his favorite rappers are. He kind of is a, a spinning image of those guys in his own way. Interesting. I, I've, I've always liked what he does where he asks fans to give him to send him bars as well. And then he posts Four it. Four bar Fridays. Yeah, a, yeah. I always thought that was pretty cool. I'd definitely like to see more artists do that. But um, yeah, he's he's definitely an, uh, crazy talented in so yeah. many different ways. Um, because I know he's super entrepreneurial too, especially in that Portland area. Although, yeah. again, as a Knicks fan, I wish it were entrepreneurial in the New York area, but are hey, you, man, you might you might be surprised soon. You, you, you hear what they saying, you might be surprised. Do you know something I don't? <laughs> hey, Dame's my guy, man, but we don't have conversations. Uh, I just seen him a few weeks ago out at a party in L.A. We was just literally talking about music and rap. Like, we don't we don't have conversations uh, about <laughs> where he's going. We don't have free agency conversations. Yeah, we, we, we're not having those conversations, <laughs> man. That's, that's my guy. And, you know, one of the greatest, one of the greatest point guards to play the game. So when I see him and we able to chop it up, I'm just more so, you know, just into the, whatever the conversation may be of the moment. I'm not worried about what team he's going to or who he, who he's, if him and Paul George really have a beef, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about that shit at all. It's just good to see the bro. Good to have a good conversation with him and we keep it pushing. A hundred percent. Has he ever reached out to you for, for hip hop advice or anything there? Yeah, we actually just talked the other day. Um, he, He's actually working on a new album right now. So me and um, he was like he wanted me and Derek, uh, my homie Derek Milano, who's one of the top songwriters right now. He uh, was telling us he wanted us to come out, you know what I mean, and work on some ideas and shit, and jump on the project with him. I told him just let me know when he's ready. I'm on the first thing smoking wherever he need me to be. That's dope. So I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to ask you about this. I had breakfast the other day with a with a, a manager of a, of an artist, and he was telling me that because of this social media generation, it's even more, it's easier than ever to have a hit, more difficult than ever to last as an artist. Do you that's think that's true? 
That's 100% a fact because at this point, a hit can be a moment, right? It can be so a TikTok. <laughs> it can be a 15 seconds. So you can see these kids get on, you can see somebody get on TikTok, do something for 15 seconds, and they like the very small part of the song, and then it goes viral, and then it translates in the streams. And now this person has a career off this song. But the person can't tell you why people like the song. So when they can't tell you why, then they don't know how to duplicate it. So they don't know how to go in the studio and do the same thing. So now if they make a song called uh, I Got My Arm Up, the next song might be called I Got My Leg Up. And now people are just like, okay, this shit is a gimmick. I'm over it. You know what yeah. I mean? It was cool for the first time. So it's hard to last. So I think, you know, the way to do that is to consistently build out. And, you know, you want moments, but you don't want to chase moments. You want to allow the moments to happen. Like, I had a freestyle that went viral. You know what I mean? Like, viral, 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 to where LeBron James posted it. And I actually got discovered on the internet from everybody saying, LeBron James says Simba's up next. You know, so now imagine if, that would have came out with a 10 second clip of me rapping and then people go look for it. And I was just like, okay, after that 10 seconds of rap, but it was a whole seven minutes of rap where people was like, nah, this cat's the real fucking deal. You right. know what I mean? And then I was able to consistently keep going and consistently give them good music and raps to where people could see, I see why LeBron said this. But for somebody else, but even with me, I was prepared for that moment. So I've been rapping. I've been writing. I've been in rooms. I was prepared for my moment. It wasn't like I just wrote my first rap and then LeBron posted it and I didn't know why it worked. No, I knew exactly why it worked. And it worked because I was speaking to what people are really kind of afraid of to say today. You know what I mean? People get on the Internet and they just follow whatever the, the current thing is of the day. So people get on there, and this was at a time when um, people was like, uh, all the ladies and females was like, if he don't buy you a Birkin bag, break up with him, woo-woo. So I made a line, I will never let a woman make me feel less of a man because I don't want to buy her Birkin. So send me back to the streets and I send you back to your mama house. Happy hour, dining, free drinks, and back to your mama couch. You just ah. want a nigga... You just want a nigga with status to feel established, but it ain't enough room in this form for all your baggage. You know what I mean? So Man, that's, that's a bar and a half. Yeah, so it addressed <laughs> a current culture of things that's going on today. So where I knew, okay, this is why it worked. Now I'm going to duplicate this and I'm right. going to make music like this and continue to feed my fan base like this because this is how they found me and this is what they like. Totally. No, that's that's great. And I feel like too oftentimes these songs on TikTok will go viral, not because of the songs, but because At of the dances or stuff like that. Yeah. And that can because be because it's a it's an interactive song. So right. therefore it's something for everyone to do to the song. So if it's a song that comes out, people can do this and then something fall down with the right, song. Right. Like, <laughs> it's something they can do to get followers and popularity, but they really don't give a fuck about the song or who's singing the song like that. You know what I mean? So it makes it, it like, just a few months ago, we was talking, she's a runner, she's a track star. She gonna run away when it gets hard. And then it's like, where'd it go? You know what I mean? It, like it was- It goes it was so fast. It's like- It was out of there so fast. You know what I mean? So it's just like, 
I think rather than trying to go for the home run, it's more so about just getting on base, hit a, hit a, hit the ball, get on first base, get on second base, get on third base, and then slowly bring it home. And that's how you can consistently keep a flow pattern going rather than just swinging for the home run and then you can't get it every time. Totally, man. I think that's that's like the catalog concept, right? You yeah. focus more on building a catalog than you do on having a hit. And exactly. You wake up one day and, you know, people discover you or or it's like, let me put it this way. I think the worst thing that can happen to anybody, whether it be an artist or an entertainer or a TikTok or whoever, is to go super viral on the first video they make. Because it's oh, the worst. Because A, then you have to back it up and that's impossible. Nobody can do that, especially yeah. with no experience. You got put on this pedestal, there's all this pressure now. So you're not, it's much more difficult to fail in the public eye. And yeah. more importantly than any of that, when people go to your profiles, they go to your catalog, they go to this, there's nothing there. There's no, no there's nothing else to look at. There's nothing else that will build that relationship with those people, no matter what you do, a podcast, a you know, you're an artist, you make music, you're, uh, you know, you're a basketball prospect and you only have one highlight, you know, no matter what it is, right? And I think most people would love to go viral on their first song or first attempt. And I think that's why most people don't make it. Yeah, real talk, real talk, man. That's, that's why they, it's here today and going tomorrow because it's instant gratification. You know what I mean? They're looking for that that quick thing to get up and they think that everything will come from that. But it's like, once you get up, you don't know the information of why that worked. You know what I mean? And, right. And people see, and people who really are doing this at a high level have seen so many of you. You know what I mean? To where they're like, okay, before I come down the hill and help you, let me see if you could do it again. You know what I mean? Or if you just one of these guys that's here for a minute. A hundred percent. So how do you sort of tell the difference between people who are, you know, going to be around and people who aren't? Can you tell if like somebody, if you look at an artist, somebody that you've never seen before, and yeah. what are the key things that you're looking for? Um, vision. You know, what's, what's the artist's vision? Like, what do they see for themselves? Um, work ethic, talent, and um, understanding. Because a lot of artists aren't really like empathetic and they don't really understand certain things. Like we as artists, sometimes like we like narcissists to where we just think like everything's about us and it's just supposed to be our way. But it doesn't always work that way. So you got to know kind of how to maneuver in this industry and how to position yourself. And, you know, as people where um, one thing I learned, you know, even early during radio interviews, you kind of want to you know, elaborate and talk to the DJs and talk to the stations and talk to different things. Because when you do have a record there, remember, man, this guy gave us a great interview, gave us great things to talk about. I'm going to help support this record. But if you're just up there, just giving one word answers and you hella nonchalant, you know what I mean? And you like, where you come from? Uh, fuck the Bay Area. <laughs> what kind of, uh, what's your favorite type of music? Uh, mine. <laughs> It's like now people are like, okay, I'm over this dude. I don't give a fuck about him because he don't give a fuck about me. But if you can show interest and genuinely be interested in people, they'll do the same thing for you. That's that's some real facts, man. The greatest 
Um, the greatest book I ever read was Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And that's what the entire book is about, is just yeah. being honestly interested in, you know, what people, whatever, whatever thing you can honestly admire in somebody else, you do yeah. that as loud as possible. Yeah, yeah do the same for you. <laughs> do the same right back every time. And you just want, yeah. like, you, you always want people to walk away, you know, with a smile you know separate from yourself it's like what yeah what's the alternative right yeah yeah <laughs> there, really the there is no alternative at um, all but it's it's true you know i think that would be great advice for you know anybody in general is yeah. just the power of being honestly interested in other people um yeah. and i i think you know interviews are, are an interesting thing too you know i prefer to interview other people but have been interviewed a few times and you know it's it's a tricky one especially I can imagine even more extreme as an artist but where you're expected to just talk about yourself but anybody who you know like you are a great conversationalist you know enjoys those conversations that's why podcasts are such a good medium right yeah where you can yeah. actually just talk and you know about things uh and and it's longer form and i think that's one of the reasons why you know they've they've uh i'm sure you're doing more podcasts now than a few years ago definitely and definitely. maybe less radio interviews i don't know but it's definitely it's definitely interesting especially with that conversion from radio to spotify soundcloud apple yeah. etc yeah. that, that's yeah. something you've noticed yeah, definitely, man. Well, the world is advancing, you know, and this this is something like I kind of I'm kind of one of those guys like I'm I got a great vision. So I see things before it happens. Um, sometimes I'm horrible at executing how to do something for when it happens. You know what I mean? But I can see it happening. So eight years ago when um, I say about 2011, I remember I accidentally clicked the podcast button on the on the, uh, the iPhone by accident. <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell is a podcast? You know what I mean? And I just start seeing like these random ones, you know what I mean? Stuff about the weather and all this. I'm, I'm, I don't even know these people. So I'm thinking like, it's like a news thing in another country or something like that, that they just call like a podcast. Then like a year later, I just started kind of seeing a lot of uh, independent like media people, like academics was doing like the war on Chirac and like Joe Budden was doing like Joe Budden TV and like Wiz Khalifa was doing like these vlogs every day. So he was kind of <laughs> right. seeing a wave of people just kind of like in giving their opinion publicly. Like they were, like we never seen a hip hop Stephen A. Smith and then Joe Budden just kind of start analyzing hip hop like Stephen A. Smith. So then I, I seen that. So eight years ago I was telling people like yo this is gonna be the future like you're gonna have like right now I could see in the next couple years Snoop Dogg's gonna be doing commentary for the NFL or the NBA or something like that gonna happen you know what I mean yeah. because he's so fucking great as a commentator to where once certain boundaries and certain words get censored and certain things and they find a current balance for it he'll be hosting the games because it's more entertaining than hearing these old wrinkled bald guys 
you know what I mean? Every fucking Sunday. Like, we want to see something different at this point. Like, so no disrespect to those guys. You know, they're <laughs> legends. But it's like, man, we've been seeing this same format for years. It's time to switch it up a little yeah. bit. So I think definitely um, the podcast is, is, is they're booming right now. With, without a doubt, that's going to happen. I think, you know, I, I know leagues like the NBA is already starting to do it where there are multiple game feeds. So you, yeah. can, you can watch it from Twitch streamers. You can watch yeah. it from the professional broadcasters. You can watch it yeah. from people who don't know basketball and are just having yeah. fun, like eating food while watching the game. And all of those streams are going to be happening. Uh, and you can watch it while people are playing video games on the side, split screen. That's, yeah. it's, you, you'll be able to watch the Snoop Dogg stream. And that'll be the one that the majority of the people watch because he's the best, yeah. right? Yeah. So, that that's where that's going to go so where where do you think you know having having had that foresight back eight years ago what are you what do you think is sort of the next evolution do you think like virtual reality what do you what do you think is are you yeah i think we're getting i think the ai thing you know is kind of you know developing itself and we're getting into which is a scary time but it's a very creative time um we're getting into an era to where, you know, humans and computers collide, you know, and we kind of are slowly becoming one, you know, and um, it's getting to an era where pretty soon, you know, you'll be able to not even have to pull out your phone and say, Siri, point me to the nearest gas station. You'll just pretty soon be able to like, Siri, gas station, and then your car just start going there. You know what I mean? So I, I think, I think we're coming, you know, uh, we're getting closer and closer to the human race and the, you know, computers and AI slowly becoming, you know, one thing. Yeah, I think I think we need a few bars from you on that. That's you just pretty much gave it to us right there. But yeah, man, it's 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 pretty crazy. Um, yeah, like we already got the self-driving cars. Um, you know, you're seeing so many things, just even with, you know, marketing things. I'm, I'll, I'll be having a conversation about a goat fuel, which is an energy drink I like to drink. And next thing I know, I'm telling my homies about it in the car and I go grab my phone and get on Instagram and there's a goat fuel ad. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter of time before well, I wouldn't even have to say goat fuel. I'm just thinking it and it'd be right there on the screen for me. To, to be able to see so we'll, we'll now, see man now do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing or that's why that's why i said inevitable. i don't I, you never know i don't think it's a good thing because i don't think you know i think humans should be humans and computers should be computers you know what i mean but when you start talking about the two colliding it, it gets tricky it's, so it's like what does that look like can you just turn humans off can you just you know what I mean? Like, are we going to have to charge ourselves? You know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of sleeping, can we just like plug ourselves into the wall and just wake up right quick and everything's fine? Like, it's 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 a scary thing. Like, you, you never really know. But I think the way it'll, it'll happen is, you know, we will slowly walk into it just like we do with everything. I remember um, years ago, uh, the idea of, being on the internet on your phone was just a, a 
random thing in the early 2000s when you know when I was a kid people would talk about oh you could remember when like video phones first came out <laughs> like the big ass ones they were like three thousand bucks like you get them from the mall and you gotta plug them into your house wall and all these crazy things. that was like the coolest shit and then like from it to be able to go from that to where like me and you are doing interview from cell phones and laptops right now and it's like real-time reactions right away not missing the beat conversation like you right here across from me so it's just a matter of time before the phone goes away you could just magically appear at my goddamn dinner table where i'm sitting at right now and we can virtually have right. dinner or you straight know, out of star wars man exactly you know we, we, we're, we're slowly getting to that point even with the UFOs and aliens now, you see they release an Area 51 information and that you, was so far. You believe in aliens? I, me personally, yeah. Um, but, you know, that's a that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> I don't want to go into that. That's a, we go down a rabbit hole with that one. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I, speaking of tech though, you know, maybe people go to Mars in the next 10 years We'll we'll definitely see our first space rapper. Is that is that a is that an opportunity you would be interested in? I'm definitely ready to go to Mars and do Rolling Loud. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty rolling, crazy. Rolling Con Loud on Mars. I think it'll happen in our lifetimes. Yeah, def I think it definitely will. Um, I think we'll we're bound to see some crazy shit, but I think um. You know, we just got to be here for it, man. We just got to be here for it. We got to be here to see it. And hopefully there's there's no malice with a lot of these things because, you know, sometimes we as human beings can get evil and we can use technical advances for our personal gain. And it could get real tricky and real scary. And, you know, I would, I, I would hate to see that. But hopefully it doesn't turn into that. and It all works for our well-being. So let me ask you this. I, you know, from just talking to you here, there's, I believe there's nothing that you can't do, but yeah. with that, how do you keep yourself grounded and in the present moment with all of these, you know, aspirations? Um, I think you, for me personally, it's like knowing what's most important because it's like, so one of my long-term goals is to be able to run run my own label that's not the traditional record label. So I want to sign everything that's not rappers, right? So I want to sign video guys, creative guys, A&Rs, producers, writers, uh, creative directors, all these different things, right, that works for a rapper or where a rapper could just come to us and we could do everything, package it, produce the album, do the photos, everything. But in order for me to be able to do that and to have the influence over other rappers believing in me doing that, I got to win at being a rapper. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you got to know how to start to be able to finish. You got to know how to finish to be able to start. You know what I mean? So for me, it's just always focusing on, okay, where am I at right now? Where am I going? What do I need to focus on to get where I'm going? And once I'm there, what's the next step? What's the next step from there? And then eventually you look up and you're where you want to be. Man. Well, I, I can't wait to see it all unfold. And, you know, and my bad. They, they got the ambulance on my, outside my house going crazy right now. <laughs> no worries. Well, 
man, I can't wait to see it all unfold and, and happen. I'm, you know, we're rooting for you and uh, you're welcome on here anytime. Thank, thanks so much for doing this, man. Man, thank you for having me, brother. Can't wait till this thing drop. Let me know, man, so we can post to tag it all up, man. Appreciate you for having me. 100%. Where can people find you best on social? You can find me on um every all platforms, the real symbol, that symbol with a Y, S Y M B A, but the real symbol, T H E R E A L S Y M B A. All platforms. Go check out Don't Run From Rap. That's my project out right now. Let's go. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. You can check it out everywhere. Everybody, check it out and let them know you came from the Buster Show. All right, everybody. Yes, sir. See you next time. Peace. Appreciate you, brother. Awesome, man.